Okay, moving on to our next subject of disaster plus distraction equals opportunity. This kind of falls into the same realm as uh, what happened with, well, pretty much what happens with anything that happens in the world. And as far as us being uneducated natives, you know, they, we will get taken for a ride. And anybody who has an agenda to change the world in a bad way, we will just be following right behind because we don't do our research. We don't know anything. We don't know any better in a way. Um, just like what happened with um, the um, terrorist attacks and the moon landing and JFK assassination, all those type of things that were a distraction for something else. Well, we were never able to take advantage of something like that. But since we're being told by Dr. Fauci that there's going to be a second wave of coronavirus hitting us maybe during uh, Christmas, maybe during Thanksgiving, hell, maybe de even during the New Year's, um, if that's going to happen, we need to be prepared for it. Because there was a saying by this one guy uh, who worked in the White House that said, never let a crisis go to waste. So when that happens, um, with this Clagato Veteran podcast and the Clagato Veterans nonprofit, I want to make sure that we're at least ready for those type of scenarios. And we've been doing great so far as, as a Navajo Nation, um, well, especially as a nonprofit group. And we had some outside help come in recently with the uh, Dandelion Collective from Los Angeles, California with Madeline Merritt, Ian Stout, uh, and um, Aaron Long. So they came in, they helped us, they brought donations. And from there, you know, it showed that we were able to handle something like this. We were able to get out food and water and just whatever we could to the veterans first, because obviously it's Clagato Veterans Nonprofit. Then what we ran out of, I mean, when we couldn't give any more stuff to the veterans, we had the elderlies that we considered and we gave them some more food and some more water and stuff like that. Then it was those who were outside the, um, or, or who those who lived in remote areas. We, we got to them, and then slowly from there, we kind of went out to, like, wide ruins and out towards cornfields and a little bit towards Greasewood. We were pretty much helping who we could at that time. And um, with this, um, so with this next second wave of coronavirus, um, this Clagatil Veterans Nonprofit, we, we will be ready for that. Um, the way I'm treating it is like World War III. That's going to happen, so we're going to have to have backup and, and stuff ready. But with that, you also got to be aware of people who like to take advantage, like real needy Navajos that this one lady told me, oh, I need toilet paper and uh, um, I need toilet paper and hand towels because I'm trying to stock up and get ready for this next wave because they said it might last a long time, she was saying. And I'm like, if you're stocking up on toilet paper and paper towels, you need to go somewhere else because this is not why we're here. We're not here for you, lady. We're here for those who really need help who can't get anywhere. And the Hogan that I have the stuff stored in, you know, it it's good, but what if we get some more donations? Where am I going to put that next? And then not only that, but um, I don't really want to have too much of a... Um, I don't really want to have too much stuff piled in one spot because for one thing, especially canned foods, it'll, it'll get spoiled and stuff, so... Anyways, uh, going back to disaster, um, 
Is this coronavirus really a disaster? No. I think the way that the tribal government is handling it is a disaster. Um, and the disaster, the distraction coming off of this disaster is mostly dealing with the with those in charge of like the World Health Organization and Dr. Fauci and all those guys. That's their distraction. They're they're doing, you know, they're getting to do what they want that they've been planned for for a long time. Just like how George W. Bush went to go get the oil from, the, you know, get that pipeline running through Afghanistan just so they can make more money. So, in that type of a situation, we'd have to take advantage of the opportunity as Navajos. How many times are we going to keep getting pushed around, and and um, how many times are they going to keep making fun of us? You know. When CNN came onto the Navajo Nation or MSNBC or whoever it was, they never gave us anything. I mean, as much as we try to get Clagato Veterans' name out there, the nonprofit name, we didn't get anything from them. And now, where are they? They should at least come back and do an update saying, look at the Navajos. They're actually trying hard and they're unfazed by this or they're working together or they're still in fear, however you want to look at it. But... Um, we need to take advantage of this next uh, second wave of coronavirus is what I'm trying to say. So that way, when they try to pull these games, we already know. And when they try to do their sleight of hand, we already know. We, we see it. We're aware of it. We're, we're experiencing it. We lived it. And um, with all that money that the Navajo Nation got, it's still not going to be something that we're going to see anytime soon because... Uh, for some reason, once Navajos get a hold of money, they blow it. They uh, whatever they want to do with it, they'll they'll do with it. So um, with this whole um, disaster plus distraction equals opportunity, that's what I feel about it. And since I've had my say, now it's Navajo Pedro. He's ready to let you know what he thinks about it. You know, this pandemic, this whole thing, you know, it's um, distraction-wise, you know, that's how this government has been distracting the people for the longest time, you know, I mean, using the media, you know, I mean, because just, just think about, like, uh, say, like, you know, out of all this um, hysteria and uncertainty, you know, there's, it's been, you know, it's a blessing, you know, because you can see um, disasters as a disaster or a blessing, depending on how you look at it, you know, because, you know, I mean, out of all this, I have seen, like, more unity, more people, you know, I mean, caring about one another, and, you know, actually just wanting to help out, and just wanting to make a difference, you know, I mean, it's just really hard for us natives to get, make a difference, and especially when we're so used to handouts, when we're so used to being put down, and not thinking, you know, where we can make a difference, when, you know, I mean, when I, like I keep saying, one person can make a difference. I believe that, and you know that's why we do this, just to put a different perspective in your mind, and you know hopefully plant that seed to let yourself be heard and express yourself. You know what I mean? Because you're entitled to that. And you know this, you know another blessing we can see in this um, whole pandemic is you know I mean, just being prepared for it, knowing that you know what I mean we're not untouchable. You know what I mean? Because with the four sacred mountains, everything were protected. But during the past few years, you know, we had tornadoes and stuff that that they said that shouldn't be happening within the four sacred mountains. But 
you know, it just goes to show that, you know what I mean, um, the end of times are near, and if that's true, it's only going to get worse, you know what I mean, way before it gets better, so, you know, just don't, don't believe the hype, you know what I mean, don't give into that hysteria, don't give them what they want, don't let them control you, you got to just think outside the box, look at it from a different view, question it, you know what I mean, just, not everything's correct, you know what I mean, they'll go out of their way to lie to you, it's been proven, they've, done so many things like 9-11, um, you know, assassinations, you know, I mean, people who are ready to make a difference and they knew that could just, that could get the um, mass opinion and mass love, you know, I mean, like Tupac or Malcolm X or Martin Luther King, you know, I mean, they're hushed, you know, I mean, even musicians, you know, I mean, like, say, like Jim Morrison and just say people who have their own that just think, you know, I mean, and use their brain, that those are the threats, you know, I mean, that's a shame and it's a shame how we suppress our own knowledge too and how we limit ourselves you know that just that's just some that's just one of the beauties that we can also see in this is that we don't have to be helpless we can make a difference we can find strength in one another and i'll keep saying this you know and jonathan is needs to find his strength in us because we had belief in him we trusted him you know i mean he's in that position and you know, he's got to find his own way, and, you know, that's one thing that's really sad is that, you know, the girls that have cannot dolls and they have, they're becoming a woman's ceremony, you know what I mean? They get that, that, they're, that foot through the door to adulthood, and, you know, as um, Navajo adults, you know what I mean? Like, as males, we don't, we don't kind of get that rite of passage thing, you know? We're just, all right, you're a man, or maybe you're not, I don't know. You know, just that uncertainty that kind of makes sense of why we still act like little boys, how we still act like little kids, you know what I mean? We're not, we're not, you know, we don't think ourselves, we're not told, you know what I mean? We're not inspired, we're not, that's, um, see, that's where the government is really good at, and it's where anything negative can feed on, you know, and if you let it, but it, you don't have to. Because, you know, I mean, just that little ray of light can be someone's salvation. Just a simple hug or word of encouragement, you know, that goes a long ways. And if anything, the government, you know, our government can learn from this and be prepared next time. And just spread a message of hope and unity instead of just, you know, just uh, going along with the flow of that propaganda that's put out and that widespread fear we are sovereign you know we need to act like it and we need to start thinking like it and just prepare and have a backup plan and a backup plan and a backup plan for anything as ridiculous as it sounds alien invasion doesn't matter because from everything that's happening now you know it just shows you that anything can go like fires sickness and when you have people that just rely on television that helps spread that fear, you know, that's, it's a good thing, that's the last blessing I'll say about this, is that it's basically putting a good mirror to ourselves, and we're seeing all our faults, and it's showing us how we really are, but in that beauty of that is that how we can see where we need to change, where we really need to change, how we really need to know who we're voting for, if they can really do it, you know, if they're not just full of hot air and promises, and See, there's a lot of stuff that we can learn from this. There's always a silver lining in every dark cloud. And 
just depends on how you look at it and you know that's just what we're trying to do is just trying to hopefully get you to see things differently and see things in a different light and instead of that you know I mean that blinding one that's bright and colorful and entertaining and you know in all reality it's just useless you know I mean? you can get a lot smarter by reading a book by teaching get more fulfillment in life than that and just we just got to stop being got to stop holding our hands out and just stop being helpless as a people and start encouraging us to get ourselves out of that rut and you know just throw out ideas suggestions to help one another to you know because no one has the answers no one person has the answers we need different people's opinions and everything to get everything going and flowing and get to a certain level of ground that we can all agree on because no one will ever agree but that's just something that we are not good at is that communication trust you know with ourselves with our families and that's just something that we got to overcome and really got to work on ourselves because you don't need to change everyone you just need to change yourself and once people see that you're changed you know I mean you're just like a beacon your lighthouse and in that that's how I say it this is a blessing because we are seeing things that we we wouldn't normally see and we see you know how things in the economy really work and how dependent they are on technology and function and how how we natives already had it the answers the people in us the strength and the answers in nature you know and how it can sustain us and keep us living as long as we kept that balance keep that balance and we're right at that tipping point, so it's up to you to help us tip it for the good. And so finally we come to our final topic of the night, monuments. monuments. So on this monument topic, um, what I wanted to say about it was that all these, um, in the recent news when um, all these people were tearing down these Confederate statues and stuff like that. I, I, I joked on uh, Facebook that they should bring all those out here to Clagato and then we can set it up to where we have a, a monument where with all these uh, Confederate, um, I don't know, Confederate soldiers, Confederate generals, and then we can uh, charge people to come in and look at it. <laughs> but um, other than that, um, the thing is about these monuments is there's a lot of stories behind them, and um, I know the recent Black Lives Matter, everybody was tearing them down, saying they're racist and all this stuff. But that's, that's a subject for later. Um, what, I, what I'm more interested in right now is how come we don't have any monuments of uh, Native leaders or anyone significant? That's what we should have as a Navajo Nation. We have 110 chapters and not one representative other than what they got at the Navajo Nation Window Rock, that um, code talker, that, that bronze little statue. I mean, that, that's it? That's all we got? What about the people that made a lot of uh, difference in the, in the Navajo times um, as far as uh, after the uh, long walk goes? You know, over here in Clagato, there was a lady, um, she made a lot of difference in the community. Her name was Annie Dodgewanika. Now, just like any of the Confederate soldiers, you know, there, there's controversy with this lady. But still, you know, we got to have something. I mean, let us at least have 
I mean, just let us have a statue of Annie Dodgewanika. We'll put it right next to the either the Clagato Well or we'll put it at the Clagato Chapter House. But whether she's made out of bronze or marble or whatever they want to find to, to construct this, that'd be fine by me, you know, because we still, over in Ganado, you know, Ganado Mucho, he's another guy that was really helping out. Chi Dodge, you know, that's another dude um, that we could have, like a monument to, and um, we could have him put him in these, maybe even put him next to the chapter house so people will kind of see who it was that made a difference in these places because I don't know who exactly came up with where these chapter houses are and what the communities were named, but there was someone important right there, and that's where me being a resident of the Navajo Nation, I don't even know that. I don't even know, really know who, who started the Clagato chapter house and well, why... Um, why that spot was even chosen, you know. There's a lot of history there that I don't know. And most of the time, it's just word of mouth, what people say. So uh, going into the realm of monuments, I think what we need, uh, more, uh, along with the monuments, is um, some kind of like, uh, I don't want to say a gift shop, but a place where you can learn more about the, um, the community. And that's one of my ideas I have for the future of the Clagato Veterans Nonprofit is to turn uh, Clagato into a small tourist destination to where I know a lot of the history. And so that way people can come over and take pictures and say, oh, I, I was here, out here in Clagato and this is what they have out here. And this is a lady named Annie Dodge Wanika and this is what she's done in, you know, in a positive light. Because like I said, you know, we all have a past and we all done something wrong or stupid or we've got something bad on us. Now, I'm not perfect and I'm never going to try to be perfect, but I am just trying to make a difference in uh, what the coronavirus has given me, given me this opportunity to make a change, given me this opportunity to start a podcast, given me this opportunity to really flex my wings, my nonprofit wings. And, um, so as far as the uh, monuments go, I mean, that's great, but we need more history on these things. And that's why a lot of these reservation kids, they don't care. You know, they're, if anything, they're more embarrassed of where they're from. They're more embarrassed that they don't have the latest fashion. They're embarrassed that they don't have the electricity or running water that some of their other buddies do. They're embarrassed they don't have the latest game or the downloads or just whatever it is. They, they are not happy campers, pretty much. They, they are ashamed of where they're coming from, and, you know, um, they start, some of them, they're even joining this, these, these movements in the big cities and marching around with Black Lives Matter and all this stuff about the police brutality and stuff like that. And when, when these, um, when America gets involved in a war or some kind of small little skirmish, um, Navajos are very patriotic. They will support it no matter what, you know, but it's just that at this point in our times, in our lives, um, going to what, uh, Navajo Pedro said about us still being us men still acting like children, you know, and then electing leaders who haven't really had that that good talking to by an elder, we're still in a spot where we are having a lot of problems with 
trusting our government and we're having a lot of problems with keeping our our family members and our relatives sane and keeping them together and yeah eventually somebody is going to vandalize these monuments but you know what that's just just what we're going to have to do to i mean we're going to have to clean it up and we'll have to accept it that no matter what we do, what change we bring, people are going to be scared. And there's always going to be those Navajos that want to destroy it just for fun. And they want to laugh about it. They want to record it. They want to put it on YouTube. They get a little excitement out of it because there's nothing good in their lives that's going on. And why? Is because our, our elders are not teaching us that much. And then our leaders aren't even really doing much of an effort to make lives better, you know, for the suggestions they've been given by the people which they are supposed to represent and work with. But anyways, that's, it gets more political. But in the, for the most part, all I just wanted to say is, as far as Navajos go in our communities, we need more positive leaders. We need more monuments. We need something, anything, to show that we haven't lost our way and that we will still make sure that where we are now, we're thankful for those who paved the way for us to be here. Whether it's code talkers, whether it's uh, old school leaders like Manuelito and Barbancito, Ganado Mucho, all those dudes. Even there's there's plenty more that I'm pretty sure that uh, I ne we never heard of, and those are just mostly the four major ones that I that can come to the top of my head. Plus Chi Dodge, but other than that, um, uh, I'll go ahead and let Navajo Pedro take over from here, and uh, he'll let you know what's going on. Alrighty, cool. Alright, well, monuments. Um, I originally wanted to talk about like what was going on with the monuments of the destruction of the, you know, I mean, the Confederate monuments, and you know, if it was um, if it was a form of, you know, I mean, freedom of speech, or if it was like basically what other people say is like vandal vandalism and destruction, and you know, but. When you look at what they're destroying, you know, it's not like without, it's not like a riot, it's not like without a purpose or cause, it's, it's, um, figures, you know what I mean, that they immortalize, basically, the, you know, the, a lot of the monuments were, um, slave owners and, you know, I mean, uh, racist generals and, you know, it's just, a, it's not like a good part of history, it is history, but, even the Confederate flag, you know, and the way it looks now is not the original Confederate flag. They, that's like the, that's like the reinvented flag for racism that was made for racism. Because if you look at the original Confederate flag, it is way different. And the new one, they added the red and the X to it. And that is basically the Confederate flag nowadays when that's not the official one. That's like a re, re, redone one. Um, But I'm just saying that you know, I mean, like, a lot of the monuments that they're destroying, you know, I mean, it's, to me, in my opinion, it's, I don't know, I like it, you know, I mean, it's, it's good, it's a good way of being heard and saying that, you know, I mean, like, we don't accept you guys praising, you know, I mean, what your, your history of, you know, I mean, hate and segregation and violence and the, or the forefathers, the monument, the sacred mountains, the South Dakota, um, that story, like, even that story is interesting, too, and just shows you how, you know, I mean, that just shows you the power they have of making their own history, basically. And, you know, the South Dakota, the um, where the four founding fathers 
are, you know what I mean, they're to the Black Hills. Um, that was a sacred spot for the tribes out there, and they called it the Six Grandfathers, and it was seized. It was seized in 1877 because um, they discovered gold there, and President Grant ordered the army not to protect the Native Americans that lived there, that were being hunted by bounty hunters, and it was three hundred dollars, you know, um, for a scalp, and you know, and just shows you like how you know I mean just how time over and over again this is you know I mean this is happening but we're yeah we're still here we're still thriving and you know like a lot of the monuments you know I mean like as Mateo was saying is that we as a Navajo nation need more monuments for you know I mean to like people who are great leaders you know I mean like like Ganado Mucho um Manuelito you know all these people you know I mean that that um, you know, what I mean that—that's part of the reason that he was saying is that that's the reason why there's no respect, there's no pride, you know, and that they'll destroy their own um, monuments because you know, what I mean, they're not taught to respect, you know, just life and others, and it, it kind of loses that value. And you know, it's it's a good point to have the have like um our own monuments for our own people that did make a difference, like Annie, Dodgewanika, and. You know, like trailblazers like that, you know what I mean? Because seeing a statue of them is kind of like, you, know, you feel connected with them, you know what I mean? It's kind of like a real thing, like they, that person was here. They really existed compared to just seeing a picture or just hearing from them. And, you know what I mean? that's that's a, Those are kind of monuments that are good to have, you know what I mean? And if it's just monuments that are just, you know what I mean, just made to self-praise themselves and make themselves immortal, you know what I mean? That's going about it the wrong way. And you know the it's usually the people that that choose the leaders that they want that made the most influence to them. And you know, I know no none of us natives voted for any presidents for presidents that are on that on the white on the Black Hills. You know what I mean? And that's just manifest destiny. Is what they call it. You know what I mean? It's their right, supposedly. You know, but that's just you know it's a tale as old as time because. We've been getting shaft over and over again, and that's just the dangers of not knowing your history is that you're bound to repeat it if you don't make the best of it. You know, but you know that's not a bad idea. Is just having monuments that we can kids can aspire to. You know what I mean? And I think that's gonna go a long way with helping you know rebuild our sense of pride and our sense of, you know what I mean, belonging, because for so long we felt like we weren't equal, we're not even human beings, you know, just like um, the slaves were, and, you know what I mean, that's why I agree, you know what I mean, I, don't, I see this as a, them expressing their rights, and they have every right to do it, as long as, you know, no, no one gets hurt, because we the people, you know, and... And the last thing I wanted to say is to mention um, the term Redskin. You know, there's a lot of controversy because of the football team. Um, um, the NFL taking off their whole license, their merchandising, all their logo and everything. And people are wondering why, you know what I mean? When there's a quote, you know, from a, a native that said he was proud to have, proud that the natives were being um, represented in a team logo, you know what I mean? But I think it was just the term Redskins, as cool it is for me, but 
it's a racial slur, and that is basically um that basically meant that um, a native scalp that's the term for it. So just like just imagine them going to a trading post and after the trade masters postmasters done um, adding up your stuff, you'd be like, well that be credit, debit, or Redskins today. You know what I mean? And you know maybe that guy will pull out a whole scalp of families and boom. So that's where that term Redskins, that's the racial slur that they use to, you know, put us down, keep us down. You know, just like the black people with the N-word, you know, but they use it, you know. And I'm kind of like the same like that because I embrace the, that whole red men, savage. You know, I like that. I like that term because that's the way we got to be. We got to be fierce. We can't be compliant. We can't just give up on one another, you know what I mean? We're, we're all warriors. And we all have the capacity to do good, make a change, you know, and so, and the way to do that is to, yeah, get, get some superheroes, make some superheroes, create some, just be artistic, do something or make a difference yourself, you know, be a real life superhero, you know, it's just, it's that something we have a lack of, you know what I mean? That's why in Navajo movies, when we're portrayed as Navajos, you know what I mean, we, they usually go to Adam Beach or someone, you know what I mean, from a different tribe to represent us, you know what I mean, and that's a shame, you know what I mean, to where we can't, you know what I mean, provide our own that Hollywood trust, you know what I mean, so in that sense, you know what I mean, it's just like we got to stop relying on people and we got to start doing our own thing and, you know what I mean, and this monument is a good step towards that and bringing inspiration and filling up with, filling people and kids up with hope. That there's something in this land, greatness came from this land, and we can just survive, you know, just through the love of the common people, man. Thank you, Waylon Jennings. So, yep, just I fully endorse what's happening. I just hope no one gets hurt, and I hope you protesters protest safely, and you know, just exercise your rights and just continue to be heard and this change. You know, we're all going through it together, this disaster, but, you know, nothing beats the human spirit. So, that was all the subjects that we were going to cover for tonight, and um, it was a lot of a lot of work. Um, some of the stuff I really wanted to research and put it online, I mean, go online and, and, and read it, and just to make sure that I had some of the actual facts, dates, times ready, but... Yeah, for what we've done, it's, it's pretty good, man. Um, for me, I just wanted to let the listeners know that um, all these different random subjects that we're doing is because I don't want to stick with one and just kind of talk it out and you get kind of bored of it after a while. So all I really want to do is uh, throw different random subjects out there to show that um, there's more than one thing to talk about, but it's all connected. And if we can get that... Um, if we can find that common place where everything is connected, then from that that point on, you know, as a tribe, you know, we can find more common ground, and pretty soon all these subjects they won't be that much that won't, they won't be that controversial. We'll just be able to talk about it like just any other subject. But there's still more that um, I want to cover. You know, there's like um, the cryptoids and skinwalkers. I want to do that for more of like a Halloween episode. Like the whole month of October, you know, just kind of tell stories like that or kind of get more into the, um, 
not the fundamentals, but the science behind it. Um, we also can cover um, the abductions of the women and the children. Um, we can still talk about the uh, small business. And we can still talk about movies and films on the reservation, talk about the roads, the infrastructure, buildings, um, eating healthy, getting in shape, motivating each other. There's uh, a whole lot of stuff that um, I want to talk about, and Navajo Pedro does too. So the one thing, the takeaway from this episode is that if you're driving and you're listening to this, you know, hopefully we'll be your companions on the road and keep you awake, keep you aware, keep you thinking. Um, but for now, um, I know we've done a lot of talking so far, so I'm going to let Navo Pedro say something, and then I'll, um, I will say something to close this out. Then he'll say something, then we'll play some music after that. But that's pretty much going to be our format. We'll start off with a quick 30 to 1 minute, uh, 30 seconds to 1 minute intro. We'll play a song. We'll jump to our first subject, then our second, third, fourth, fifth, however many we have. Then we'll close out with our final words, and then... Um, um, anything that we forgot to, to say, then finally we will have our closing, closing words. And then after that, we'll play the music and that's how we will pretty much do our episode. So right now I'll let Navo Pedro say what he wants. Alrighty. Cool. Oh, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> Fucker. I know. We gotta close that door. All right. <clears throat> final words. Alrighty, well, final words. I know topics about cryptoids and Bigfoots and Halloween. Yeah. Those are, you know, that's my cup of pumpkin tea right there. So I'm really looking forward to that, you know what I mean? And the way the way I kind of like um, ramble on to, you know I mean? I'm kind of thinking of just doing my own podcast too so I can kind of like tackle like some subjects, you know what I mean? Kind of like my way without being like really unedited and only that but you can kind of see how my mind work how it functions and how it's like all over the place but it's all for the good though and that's why we're doing this is just basically to show you you know what i mean i'm a creative person and so is mateo you know what i mean and this is just another ways of us being expressive and being heard just being creative and making a change and hopefully inspire at the same time you know what i mean just killing a bunch of birds with one slingshot and somehow all ricochets and you know what I mean we all eat good so you know what I mean just stay strong and believe you know what I mean just pray for everyone and have hope you know what I mean just stop worrying stop losing hair you know what I mean just put the TV down turn it off and hold your family love them and find strength in that and that's it. That's Alrighty, so that's episode three. And three is uh, Navajo Pedro's favorite number. So, yeah. this, so this was a special episode for him. And um, yes, the number three. There's power. There's something. I don't know why I like three, but I was always drawn to it. And, you know, three's a really sacred number in, you know, religion and other things, you know, I mean, things are done three times in three days, you know what I mean? And 
we just throw out some different reasons why the only three significant out there. You know, like the Holy Trinity, the Father, the Son, the Spirit, you know, and the best way to describe that would be like a hard-boiled egg, you know what I mean, like a hard outer shell, and then the white, and then the yellow yolk, so that's, that's one, you know, that's one thing, but it has three things inside of it, and, and that's the best way I can put that, is God the Father, God the Son, God the Spirit, how they're one, is that, you know, and um, Nikolai Tesla, Tesla's three, six, and nine keys to the universe, you know what I mean, and that is very, you know, it has to do with vibrations, frequencies, and stuff, you know, and this man was really a genius, he was, it was just sad that he's misunderstood and not heard and not, you know, not given the credit he's due because he was a really smart guy and, you know, I mean, that was, those are his words, three, six, and nine, and I know it has to do with, you know, I mean, if you do, um, it has to do with pertaining to math and, but basically it's just like, he figured out something where power came from it and just using frequency, vibration, and sound, I believe, and then, um, you know, uh, I live on exit 333, you know what I mean, uh, northbound I-40, so that's always been, I don't know, just been there, you know what I mean, it's been around me, and 333, you know, and that's half evil, you know what I mean, and God rose in three days, uh, the strongest structure in nature is, you know, like a pyramid, and that's like a three-sided um, structure that, like, bees use in their honeycombs, and it's just found in nature, it's natural. And it always, for me, um, back in the day when we had CD players, was the best track was always on number three for some reason, like the main song or something. But um, evil, how, you know, the bewitching hours at 3 a.m. and how, you know, I mean, they knock like at three times to mock Jesus and the, his three nails and his resurrection on the third day. All right. And um, the power, you know, I mean, that the easy, even the Egyptians had in three, you know, building three pyramids, and that, you know, corresponds with the Orion's belt, you know, what I mean? and goes out for the first, second, third mesa out there in the Hopi Riz. And, you know, just in you know, like a video game, too, you know, I mean, you get three lives, and for some reason, the, I'm just pointing out that there's something powerful about number three, and I feel it, and I love it, and, you know, I and mean, it's just. I'm just giving you, you know, I mean, the, the threes, you know, the trinity, the third facts from the whatever. But I just, uh, rambling, but just, yeah, but that's just, you know, I mean, I could go on and on about three, but, you know, it's just, we're, we got to hurry up and wrap this up because I've been yapping too much. So with that, I'm just going to say, I'm Navajo Pedro and I'm Audi, like some of your belly buttons. Good night and good luck. And this is Mateo Native Ravager coming live from Grandma's Hogan. And I just want to say on behalf of the Clagato Veterans Nonprofit and the Clagato Veteran Podcast, thank you for listening and yee ya, see ya.